0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: To the Radio show. This is Winter Burns and I'm glad that you are here with us tonight Tonight we got an awesome show And I am glad that you are with us uh, Tonight's uh, topic we're going to be talking about Is the divorce the, def- the downfall of uh, the black community uh, So we're going to have a great show tonight And I'm very glad that you're going to be here As always anytime you've got a question or a comment Hit us up at 929-477-2304 Again, that's nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four. We got a great show tonight. So thank you to everybody who's with us. Thank you to everybody who's watching on our live feed. Uh, thank you. Yeah, so thank you. Thank you, everybody. All right. Yeah, I think I hit everybody. All right. Before we get into this show, uh, we got to how we do it. We got to uh, say hello to my people. Um, and so let me get started. First, uh, I'm going to do our guest first. So tonight we got a guest with us. Um, she is... Um, this is our first time, so we're going to be real nice to her. Um, so she is a, has a passion for helping people become their best selves by working through their life stresses. She has compassion and empathy for her clients who include children, adults, couples, and families to find healthy perceptions of themselves and strengthen their relationships with a safe, peaceful environment. That sounds real good. She uses a wide range of modalities. I have practiced that a couple of times, including cognitive behavior therapy, um, play Therapy and Rational Therapy, among others. Her educational background includes MS in Counseling and and Family uh, Therapy from Mid-West, Mid-American Christian University in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. She also holds a uh, Bachelor's of Science Degree in Early Childhood Elementary Education from Angelo State University in San Antonio, Texas. So joining us tonight uh, is uh, Ms. Teresa Cooper. How are you doing, Teresa?
0: Doing good, Winston. How are you?
1: I am well. Thank you for sitting in with us good. tonight. Good. So,
0: good. Glad yeah, to we're be glad, here. We're glad
1: to, yeah, we're glad to have you. So I, I warned Teresa, everybody, just so y'all know, don't get on here and start acting shy. So <laughs> turn up a little bit.
2: So, <laughs> so, so, so well, with that music, you I you,
1: think though. I'll be okay. Okay. <laughs> cool, cool,
0: cool. Good, good.
1: All right. <laughs> so then, of course, we've got Ryan with us, of course, my uh, favorite CEO of Fella Against by Designs. Skin and hair care, Ms. Q Willis, performing on Q. Hey, hey, good to be here. Happy
3: Tuesday, everybody. What's up to my live? I know you guys are coming. So uh, share, be sure and share, and uh, welcome. Hey, Teresa, good to hear your, your hey, voice. Hey, Q,
0: how you doing? Yes. Good.
3: Thank you for hanging out with us tonight.
0: Thank you for having me. mm mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm. I'm excited.
3: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yep. I'm good. Right. To yeah, me too. All <laughs> right. So, uh, so if you guys, Kel is not with us, so y'all definitely do us a favor. Please send up your prayers, positive thoughts, um, light incense, whatever it is that you do. Uh, for mm-hmm. Kel, uh, she's not with us tonight. Um, So we just uh, definitely miss her. Uh, and can't wait for her to come back. So that means, we're gonna to have to get through hot topic without her. So y'all we're gonna we gonna need y'all help. so all right. Yeah. I'm sure we won't I'm sure we won't do it as good as kill So, we're gonna we gonna see what we can do. So all right, let's go ahead and jump into this news real quick and then we so we can get started. First up, uh, we're gonna start with let's start with some interesting news. So, uh or may sell home one dollar to revive neglected neighborhoods. Um, so, in order to revitalize distressed neighborhoods in Maryland, my uh, council members and the local community advocates are pushing for a government program that would sell thousands of vacant buildings in Baltimore for one dollar each. One dollar each. In turn, buyers have to promise to refurbish and live in the property for a certain period of time, according to the bill adopted by the Baltimore City Council last month, the program would revitalize original quote marginal neighborhoods by matching construction ability at the grassroots of Baltimore to production of affordable housing for workers, for working families uh, and, and neighbors. The idea, they say, is modeled after a 1973 dollar house program, which sold went rundown City-owned houses for a dollar and help rebuild ravaged neighborhoods in the city throughout the 1980s. Uh, the story says that the original program also granted buyers low-interest loans to rehab the properties as long as they lived in the homes for a certain amount of time. Um, so, uh, let me start with I start with Q. Uh, tell me what are your what's your thoughts on Baltimore selling homes uh, these these uh, abandoned homes for a dollar?
3: Um. I- Actually read this article I want to say maybe a week or so ago We might have discussed it in here or on your page Somewhere but I remember us having A little dialogue about this And I'm honestly intrigued By this because It sounds amazing when you look At on the surface dollar Homes you know you get to own property For a dollar um, However if you've had any conversations Or know any bit, anything about home ownership You know that can get Interesting um, so I'm I I wonder if we are going to. I want us to do our due diligence. There's not a wonder. I'm just going to speak it. I want us to do our due diligence because this could be a really really great program if we really focus our efforts to make it better. Um, because if 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 there's no real effort made to to really add positive to this neighborhood to this community, mm-hmm. um, it is I think it's going to cause it it's going to be a bad look for future communities where this could be a model. Um, I recall one of the people on the on the post where we were talking about this initially where they were saying that the general mindset of the people of Baltimore is not a homeowner mindset. So while this sounds great, I wonder if we've done the background to prepare the people to be able to take on this, to be able to benefit from something like this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, cause it, it could really fall, it could fall if they're not prepared to, to do this, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. People aren't going to leave their yeah. warm places to go and, and build there and really give it the love that this type of program is requiring. So it's going to have to be a homegrown effort and I really think that they've got to do that. They've really got to make it a grassroots to make this prosper the way that it sounds. But I really wish it will. I think this is great and it should, I want to see it happen in
0: other places. I'd love to be a part of something like this. Closer, of course.
1: Yeah. Teresa, cool
2: what you think? I
0: I think it it could work. But I think it's going to have to be, like she said, a grassroots effort. There's going to have to be, you know, mentorship that has to come in so that people can change their mindset, you know, to see that they can own a home. You know, yes, it's just a dollar, but there's going to be investment, initial investment that's going to have to be made after that, you know. And a lot of them may not have been, been, you know, versed in, you know, what the (laughs) expenses of a home are. So you could have people come in, you know, and do that with them, you know, have realtors come in, do special sessions with them, you know, just to mentor them through the entire process. And I think, I mean, I think it's doable, but it can't just be, you know, you can't just throw out, you can't throw out, oh, here, here, give me a dollar and we're good. You know, there has to be like, you know, there (laughs) has to be some some education of the people because their minds have to be changed, you know, and I don't think it would take take that long, you know, maybe six months, you know, maybe even Mm -hmm. up to a year, you know, for the ones that need a little extra help. But I think it it would be really good, you know, just seeing, and maybe even doing a, a raffle. To, I mean, to, uh, to kind of do a rally to kind of see what the people's mindsets are, what their needs are, you know, what their concerns are about home ownership. You know, let mm-hmm. them that it's not something that's that's unattainable. You know, even though it's only going to be a dollar, there's still going to be other expenses after the fact. You know, yeah. but just to take them to that next level in their mind, I think that I think it would help and yeah. be a good thing for the community as a whole. Yeah.
1: I'm on the, I I agree, I agree that this is definitely something that they've got to make sure that people are prepared for um, mm-hmm. simply because I think a lot of people will go it well my concern is that people will go into it not understanding the the amount of work that has to be done construction work that has to be done on some of these properties
4: and and,
1: um, and so that does open up um, the potential for fraud. So, contractors, when yeah. I say fraud, I'm referring to from on the contractor end. Um, if you've ever dealt mm-hmm. with contractors, not all, but some um, yeah. will, <clears throat> you know, will balloon, in, balloon prices in order to make more money and take advantage of people. So, uh, but um, on the flip side, I think this is a the part that I think that I don't want to get away from us. Is this is an opportunity. To create massive amounts of wealth yeah. for individuals yeah. who take advantage of this. And I mean yeah. long-term wealth in the sense that you are buying a property for $1 that yeah. within, the, within the next 15, 20 years could be worth two hundred three hundred thousand $300,000. Yeah. So that's yeah. a huge return on an investment. So even if you buy it for a um, a dollar and you have to put seventy five thousand dollars into it, eighty thousand dollars into it. Um, some a lot of these not a lot yeah some of these are either multifamily buildings, So, you're talking again you're talking about investment properties. My, my other concern is just like in Detroit and in other cities and stuff like this it happens and it's even though these are black right now are black communities, typically mm-hmm. there are other people who come in and take advantage of these programs. And this is the part of this, or the start of the gentrification process, that gets us yep. to the point where we can even afford to live in these buildings or in these neighborhoods yep. in ten years. So, yeah, we do need some education. Yes, we do. I am grateful for low interest loans, um, but we need to hop on this immediately um, so we can have yeah. advantage because because this, this is one of them type of opportunities. So that's just kind of where I am. So, all right, moving right along, um, YouTube, um, and I brought this up because I know, you, know, if you especially if you have children, like I do, um, that sometimes we're not as careful with what we allow our kids to watch. I know I've had to catch myself before, but on Monday, Google, um, excuse me, on Monday, the Google-owned company, so you Google-owned YouTube, said that it took down more than 8 million videos between October and December for violating 8 million for violating its community guidelines. The majority of the videos were spam or people trying to upload adult content. The information was included in YouTube's uh, first quarterly report on how, it's, me, on how it's enforcing its community guidelines. Um, according mm. to Google, it says this regular update will help show the progress we're making in removing violent content from our platform. Uh, the video sharing site said in a blog post. So according to the report, computers uh, detect most of the videos that end up getting take, taken down. It says 6.7 million videos were first flagged for review by machines, not human. Of those, 76% were taken down before receiving any views uh, from from users. Users, excuse me. So please be careful uh, with what our kids are watching because I caught I caught a a, a uh, Mickey Mouse video. When Mickey Mouse had a mouth, was, was cussing like a sailor, and so yep. you know you just got to watch watch that kind of stuff
0: with the kids. So Teresa, what are your thoughts real quick on that? One? I I
2: agree. I mean,
0: I think that um, it's kind of scary when I when I when I read the article, um, eight million in two months that there's that much negative content out there. I mean, I'm not you know in a bubble to think that you know the world is just roses and fairies, you know, but eight million. I mean, that's, that's, that's crazy. It makes, it makes me want to check my daughter a little more than I have been, yeah. you know? I mean, you, you think you raise your children a certain way, but to have that much content out there, it, they can just easily not even be looking for it and it can just pop up, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's kind of crazy to me. I mean, I just, it seems like our society wants, Everything negative to be, you know, everybody to be exposed to everything negative, and that that that's just disheartening. But but it's our society, you know, it's it's real. Um, yeah. I just think we we as parents have to be a little more um, watchful, mindful, and and even talk more with our children. Let's help them understand that you know these things are out there, but if something happens, this is what we need to do. You know, give them an action plan. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. But,
3: but yeah. Um, I'm not really surprised by the amount of content that they have taken down. We have allowed social media and the ability to upload our lives on the ready to, you know, in my opinion, lose our minds. <laughs> so, um, if they are, if they set standards. There were going to be violations of those standards. So, um, in a way, I'm I'm not excited. I am um, not excited is not the word. I'm 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 glad to hear that there are being they are being diligent, especially when the types when I saw the types of content that were being removed. Um, you know, it's not like we get our videos taken down because we don't put the little disclaimer about not having rights to share the music. It's bigger than that. It's like the hate speech, the things that um, are breeding larger issues. So there is a need for it. And, yes, I totally and completely co-sign the need to be more vigilant over these babies because these content providers are getting more creative in how they market to our kids. They know mm-hmm. that kids have so much time on the Internet. So they are using that. And the, the, if you're scrolling through your kid's history, thinking you're being a good, diligent parent, and see, you know, all the Disney shows and, you know, uh, Peppa Pig and all of this stuff, but if you click into these videos, you see that these are adults often reenacting video games, peps reenacting sex. Uh, the makeup videos aren't really makeup. Like, I've got little girls. Sure. they're young that go through all of this. So, like, this, this, some of the things that I pulled when clicking through the history has been real interesting. So YouTube is one of those sites that you definitely have to watch because it's constant. It's, it's a constant yes. upload of new information, and you really don't know what algorithm your kid's falling into. So you've got to be paying attention to that. Yep. Good job, yep. YouTube. Facebook needs yep. some of that so we can stop seeing some of this ridiculousness on Facebook Live that we've been seeing. Yeah,
5: they work.
2: Got, yeah, they got work to do.
5: They
1: got work to do. All right, so uh, next story. So Republican women, Republican women, uh, <laughs> wonder when they'll get a female Speaker of the House. So everybody knows Paul Ryan uh, announced his retirement in, uh, as of January, um, and so of course the The race to see who will be the new Speaker of the House has started. Um, There are three Mm -hmm. names that have popped up. Um, Three ladies will pop up as potential people um, who are in the running. At this point, no woman and no minorities are in contention for the post, with most of the debate focusing largely on how House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy of California, uh, Majority Leader Steve Scalise of Louisiana, and House Freedom Caucus co-founder Jim Jordan of Ohio uh, have positioned themselves for the race, but but Representative Lynn of Kansas, Representative Kathy McMorris Rogers of Washington, and Representative and Representative uh, Mia Love of Utah says we want our turn. So, mm-hmm. ladies, think I'm sorry. We don't get a we don't get a, a female speaker to the house.
2: Who's caring <laughs> <laughs> <followed> <laughs> on
1: this one.
2: I thought
3: this was funny. When you shared this yeah. to me, I mean I was in the group, I laughed. <laughs> because <You> it's <did. laughs> just it's, i just find hilarity in the in the party now wanting more diversity like really <laughs> you know, the, the party for so long has championed quiet women who just listen and let the little men do their thing you know like i don't yep. i don't know there it, it, it it's a very it's it's crosstalk is what it what it stands for now we want to have a voice now we want to say republican women could have a We want to take leadership roles and position ourselves to be up to bat. But when did this happen? Like, I even Mm. even miss an article. They say they're tired of people saying, Well, where are your women? Now you're tired? That's what (laughs) it (laughs) took. When we were doing abortion, birth control, all of the health care stuff, now we wonder what? Now you show up? Oh,
2: okay.
1: Like, funny. Hashtag wait for it over here. It's just good job, y'all. <laughs> so you don't think you don't think there's you don't think there's any any validity to um, to the actual GOP wanting of, of female leadership, or you think this is like a ploy just to you know what's your, what's your? No,
3: I think women absolutely want to be heard. I think they are tired of being the little women who are just saying yes, sir, and you hear our men, yes, we agree. And I think that now that it's gotten so damn bad, they're kind of in a place where they have to. They have to. But it's just funny to me. The part that I find funny is that now, after Trump, after all of the healthcare, like all of this, <laughs> this was the trigger. Us asking, "Where are you?" was the trigger. Like through all of this, when you had the opportunity to just do it because everybody else was doing it, you know, now you stand up when it's the hardest because you've got the most team man. Person in office
1: You've got You have the party up To I'm watching I'm just I'm watching It's going to be interesting I'm going to say that It's definitely going to be interesting Because You know Because they've got For all intents and purposes uh, Not only is it so But not So the bigger issue In this to me Is the fact that First of all Now that The the, um, The Republican women Are standing up but also they realize that if they don't, because there are, what, 22, 22 seats open this this time? Yep. So they've got a ton of seats coming where they really might not even have to worry about this because if they lose if they lose the Senate and the House, um, then, then it's not going to matter. It's a and point. they know yep. that the majority of their voting is going to have to come from, they're going to have to gain ground when it comes to women. Because they did in this last election, they saw that white men came out to vote, but you have now, they also realized that they alienated white women and women, period. Mm -hmm. So now they've got to figure out how can we get uh, deeper into other segments of the population? How can, since has Trump pissed off enough people where during the midterms people are going to come, has you know, um, our people tired of this. So we're gonna it's gonna be interesting to see. And not to mention just at the Senate level, but then you've also got several governor seats open. So the question is, are we going to vote? Hmm. And that's gonna be what's interesting. Are we actually gonna get out and vote this time or are we just going to continue to not to only participate in presidential elections? And by the way, you don't do that that well either. So Hmm. All right, let me jump to this last story, and then we're going to get to our first song. Um, and I, I left this one for last on purpose. Um, so, OKC, OKC Thunder, y'all, not, y'all ready to y'all, – y'all just done quit playing for the year or what? I mean, the OKC Thunder got the big three, and now all of a sudden they let Ricky Rubio treat them like they punk. So, uh, OKC is on the brink of elimination. Um, and so we're going to see what happens. Yesterday – Uh, Rusty decided that he was going he said he was going to shut down Ricky Rubio uh, and by all intents and purposes he did but got some early some quick fouls early and not only did Mm -hmm. he shut Ricky Rubio down but he shut himself down as well so (laughs) so and he may be shut down for the next game also is Melo Melo and the crew will come back and show us what they're working with what's going to happen
0: You're, you're talking to the wrong person. I'm sorry, 'cause uh, I'm kind of like on your side. <laughs> I mean, Hello. I love Oklahoma, but, <laughs> but
2: yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, it's okay, it's, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of talk, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think they can back it up at this point. Not trying to be negative. I'm just being realistic at this point. And then I heard on the news today that they're talking about Russell may be suspended for the next game. So if that if that's the case, that it's it's really a done deal. So, yeah, yeah. They said, they came out on the floor. Not,
1: they said that he's not suspended. They did announce that about an hour ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Excuse me. Q, what,
3: what's um, that? Done? I'm sending them all the love and light that my little body can muster. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You sit on the three one,
3: three one light. Yeah, okay, it's over. Yeah, you know, I love, I, I am a Thunder fan. Y'all know I'm no, I'm never gonna to profess to be the stat giving, play replaying, <laughs> oh, but I do have love for the Thunder. I don't quite understand what the hell they are doing right now. Um, but
4: <laughs> I'm not out
3: there. I am not an NBA player. I don't play. Local, hey. <laughs> no, there's, no, there's, I don't really have a, a spot to come from on this, but from a fan space, I really just don't quite understand it. I want us to stop talking and start playing. I don't really want yeah. Russ to be yeah. else all right now. I just want him to play, yeah. <laughs> play,
0: and we'll be good, you know. Because yeah, and I that think that that gets some, that gets you messed up when you talk too much. Yeah. Sometimes you just need yep. to be quiet and just do what you do. Just watch what I do, you know? That's so, exactly well, what uh, your
3: dad said they did. They said we didn't get rattled by what Russ said. Like that was one comment yeah. from one and look what we did. We played our game, we played together, yeah. we played off of each other and they brought home the W. So Exactly. Yeah. It's, we'll
0: do that. it's done for
1: them. Y'all might as well get ready to start turning the Fuller State Warrior Y'all could always share for K D. I'm just gonna throw that out there K D and I just want y'all to know that K D team, K D isn't, isn't going home right now, so you know. And by the way, I wanna whoever on the internet. Let's made y'all said, talk about
0: the song. let's talk about whoever, the style, whoever,
1: whoever made that that video of Russ Crying <laughs> on the bench was comedy. That was comedy. So I just wanna say that. So I wanna <laughs> throw that out there. And, and guess what? I actually like Russ. I just think that, you know, I think that they just, I said at the beginning of the year Carmelo, Russ, and PG cannot be on the same team. All of them like to shoot. And, we, and, and Melo used to shoot 30 times a game. And Melo doesn't have the ball in his hand. He doesn't know what he's doing.
2: <laughs>
1: and he's not going to get the ball to So, all right. I done made the yeah. OKC for the night. So, all right, let's go ahead and jump into this first song. Uh, this is new music, so we've got uh, a new song. By the way, if you are an artist and you want us to play your music, please email it to us, the radio edit or edited version, excuse me, at gmail.com so we can play it. Um, again, uh, if you are an independent artist, all genres are welcome. Just send your radio edit version of your song uh, and any artwork that you want us to publish as well. Um, to GlobalDriveRadio at gmail.com. So that's GlobalDriveRadio at gmail.com. All right, this first song is Persian by Rory. Uh, so we'll be right back after this, and we're going to jump into our topic for the night, which is Is Divorce the Downfall of the Black Community? We'll be back on the school radio show right after this. <laughs>
6: At the stove. I could the crack of my stove. To want nobody that's broke. This is about some pushy and roll. Pushy in a <row. laughs> I- I'm running traps to the stove, make my young move. pack at the stove. <laughs> the the stove. I- I'm waiting on all I DIG. Have a thing, let me know. let me know. I never down the blickers. Riders down this shit. Mm-hmm. May 35 of the ribs at the shaft of a pop for a <laughs> nigga. <laughs> young keep calling me. Say she want ride, she wanna die for a a get it. Get okay, it, put it. the strap in your back of that working you push me and ride for it. <laughs> <a laughs> they got an issue, me, I just keep she- she suckin' me sloppy She oh, say okay. I'm a problem not you go go for my father He leave me. he going to me Bobby Don't Get want no drama it. Cause I don't f with nobody That don't got a brick or a body You see somebody You need to f with somebody That leave got a brick or a body Brick or a body She got, pur- hey. she got that purse hey. pur- hey. She got that purse hey. She got that purse hey. 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 She got that purse hey. Hey. She got that purse hey. She got that purse 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 She got purse she got that wet wet. She got that urge King of the trap Know that shit a nerve Got that head that I like Got me speeding and the swerve First she was stressing me Then she wants flex with me Now one has sex with me Now she keeps texting me And she undressing me That's just impressing me Her name was Melody When she had sex with me I call her ecstasy Said cookin' my specialty I got the recipe Let's make an extra treat I got that bag on It's too long I can calculate Cop got go ding out that activision Need a percocet so I can activate I did it to dad I just did the folks in the push. I just did the local in the push. I think she got dope in the push. She got that purse. 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 She got that wet. The king of the track, let that you make a nerve. Got that hit that I like. Life, life, Got me speeding the swerve Alright. I dig it. It was short, sweet, <laughs> to the point. I
3: like that. Beat knocking. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So mm-hmm, I like,
2: mm-hmm. I like.
3: All right, well, we are going to go ahead and get into our topic for this evening, and this segment of the show is brought to you by Elegance by Design, where healthy hair and skin is our priority, and a big, I'm sorry, everybody threw me off, and a beautiful view is always our specialty. All right, you can get your products at elegancebydesign.com, that's design with a Z, I'm going to go ahead and link it here in the live, but I want to go ahead and get into this topic, so Tonight we are going to talk about if divorce is helping kill the black community. Um, this one is a topic that can get touchy because divorce is one of those things that's very situational. Everyone always wants to talk about personal experiences Um when we get into relationships and divorce and things like that. Um, I'm really happy to have Teresa here tonight because she can offer some of the deeper perspective into how this affects people on a greater um, scale, and she'll provide us the the backup that we're always needing when we get on our soapboxes. <laughs> so I'm really <laughs> thankful for that. <laughs> um, you know, we all like,
2: we're, getting, we're getting
3: down through there, but I, I like to have some backups. So I'm appreciative of that tonight. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> appreciate y'all. Uh, so, divorce—just getting in there. I'm gonna give my two cents, and I wanna—I definitely wanna have a good convo on this tonight. So, I'm gonna just kind of get in there real quick and move on. Um, I think divorce is a huge component in why our um, our dependency upon our union is so lacking, which then affects our community. We don't always see until it's our backs against the wall the need for each other and the yin and yang that we provide to one another. And Mm -hmm. it's frustrating to watch happen, um, just being honest, from a married perspective,
4: um,
3: to see how – other children are affected, that my children interact with, how my peers are affected, those that have been divorced who come from households when we were growing up that were divorced, our conversations are different, our experiences are different, and it affects how we relate to one another. So for those reasons, I do feel divorce is a huge component into how we relate to one another, and that affects our community as a whole. I did good, you That was my first time. That was, was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to spit on the wind because I know, Theresa. I want you to nutshell what we got going on. So when I'm going to spit on you. Know. Uh, it's crazy. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Yeah. So, Teresa, <laughs> come on.
0: What's that? Give us your point of view on this I, before we I get I agree winning. with you, Q, um, but I think a lot of times that we – we, I'm trying to, I'm trying to say this, this in a gentle way. We are, we are. You ain't got to be, be gentle. here. Go ahead, girl. You know, you we, we fight each other. Night. I, I, I watch it all day, on, on the scoop. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. why do we have to be so condescending to one another? You know, it's like if we don't love each other, who's gonna love us? You know, and. Mm-hmm. That I think that's part of the reason why we have the divorce. people get into marriage and then they say, "Okay, well, you didn't talk to me right, or you looked at me funny or you didn't respect me or you didn't whatever you're not working or whatever. It's always you know expectations for the other person, but if we love the way we're supposed to love, like the mean said, you know, if a man loves a woman more than he loves, then she loves him, and the woman the opposite of that, the woman loves the man more than she, than he loves her we'll we we we'll be out giving each other so there won't be a there won't be a reason for divorce because everybody's trying to out love the other person you know what i mean and we we tend to try to think about self but when you go into marriage you can't think about self it's about we you become a unit it's we you know what is it how does this profit the family you know and if one person doesn't have that another person can try to fight for it you know and try to make it better but you can't you can't change a marriage by yourself, you know, both, both parties have to be willing to, to adjust and change and, and, you know, make things better. And, and there are people, I mean, it's sad. My daughter was the only person in her circle that was part of a a married family. She was like, mom, I feel like an oddball. You know, I'm the only person all all my other friends, you know, their, their parents are, their parents are divorced. And then when she, we got a divorce, she was excited because she said, now I'm like the rest of my friends. Which is a oh, bad wow. thing to say. You wow. know, but but it was a better situation because of things that happened in the home. Sometimes it can be worse to be in the home than it is to be divorced, you know.
2: Yeah.
0: And yeah. some sometimes it's just better to be to be done with it. You know, but our our community has it it has suffered. It has suffered. But I don't think it has to continue to suffer. You know, if, if we if each person decides in their that they're going to change their mindset about the way things, are, the way things should be, I think it will make our community better as a whole. You know, if we start focusing on other people and not ourselves, the community will be better as a whole. And that's just what I see as the major issue. We're all self-centered, you know, instead of other-centered, other-focused. So that's just how I feel about it.
1: You know, I'm, I think I, I I actually think that this is a huge proponent. I look at this from a um, from an economic standpoint. I, I look at it from a, mm-hmm. a bunch of standpoints. So I'll start, of course, from the economic standpoint and how and um, how divorce is really statistically families who um, stay together have higher uh, wealth mm-hmm. have higher wealth numbers. I mean, of course, that does. I mean, just really make sense, and if you really think about it, because two incomes are better than one. So, I think that that plays a huge role in how you, you know, in how you do. It because even if you are a, you know, you do well as a divorced person, there are still expenses that you incur that you wouldn't incur if you were married in a two-family uh, in a two-family home. So, I think from an economic standpoint it is one of the key indicators or one of the key ways in which it hurts us in, in our ability to, um, to build wealth as well as to maintain wealth because even if it's, it's difficult to be in all these places. And, you know, for those of us who work high, quote, unquote, high-powered jobs, you know the time it takes. Well, so if you have small children or if you have children, that becomes more difficult if you're divorced. And then if you do make that sacrifice and do it, and that means you have to pay more for babysitters or after school care or all that kind of stuff. So that men take some of the money that you're bringing into the community and you're typically giving it or giving it out of the community. So it, it hurts us. And, and, and statistics are showing right now um, that I think that's weird thing to say like almost 70% of households are single family or single parent households in our community. That's a lot. Yes,
3: that's a lot. It is. It really is. I've got a couple comments from the live, that I want to make sure that I get in here. Um, sorry, I've got things going in different places. So um, Orlando says, so divorce is an American issue, macro, that is magnifying issues in the black community, which is a micro mm-hmm. issue. From there, snowball. I agree with that. Um, like many yeah. things that happen here in our wonderful country, Um, It does tend to affect us in much different ways than it does other communities. Um, He also says we are in a transitional time culturally and societal here in America. Very much agree. Um, Billy had some comments earlier that I wanted to get back to. He says, um, he said we don't have – uh, morals and honesty is killing marriage. No more morals and honesty is killing marriage and every race is getting divorced. Um it's it's happening everywhere. He also was agreeing with um our conversation. I thought Ebony Oh, I thought Ebony had a comment but she didn't. That's what I've got on my live. Do you have any comments, Quinn, from your live feed?
1: <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Uh Steve actually says he said that he's a product of divorce and he said I really don't he doesn't know any other way, which definitely makes sense I mean I get it I'm you know I, I am too so I, <laughs> I understand that sentiment um, exactly but I think it is, it's, which is one of the reasons why I thought why I talk about this because I think that we've got to realize going into he also um, made a comment earlier that uh, divorce might not be the problem but it's, prob- but it's the way we choose who we marry um, and if we choose, yeah. a, uh, choose a way that we will to divorce and I, I actually agree with that too um, yeah, I, yeah. I wholeheartedly agree with that I think that in a lot of We do marry, uh, we're not For marriage or we're not uh, Or we go into marriage too quickly So I, I I totally agree with that But ultimately I think you still have to Look at it from the perspective of Understanding when we make the decision To do this, when we make The decision to get a divorce That we've got to understand that there are Some consequences that happen um, That I don't think that at least I'll be honest, I didn't think I'm divorced obviously. So when I got divorced, I wasn't thinking about all the consequences. You know, it was just this is what happened in the story, you know, this is what's gonna happen or you know, whatever. So you don't think about I don't think you necessarily go into it thinking about how this affects you financially, how this affects you spiritually, how this affects your children um, how this affects your family, how this affects again, I don't think we go through all of those those thought process processes um, uh, going into it. Teresa, let's talk a little bit about, and maybe from your experience, I mean, just some of the effects that you see from children, because you kind of mentioned that, too, a little bit.
0: Um, well, from what I see, I, I see kind of 50-50. I see some where the children are, you know, they're upset, they think it's their fault that the parents have divorced, and so we have to go through that process of, you know, it wasn't you, it was an adult decision, you know, that affects children. But I also see another side, you know, where there's there's kids that they want their parents to be done because they're tired of the drama mm-hmm. in the house. You mm-hmm. know, they feel like it's it's affecting them. You know, their their mindsets. You know, they 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 rather be with friends and be home because there's too much arguing going on or too much tension. Sometimes you may not be arguing, but it's just tension in the home. They can tell that they're not happy with each other. So they're like, "Why are we still doing this? You know, why are we faking the funk? You know, exactly. You know, so." I think we have to, to weigh it out. You know, a lot of times people used to always say, you know, stay for the children, children's sake. But that's not always the right thing to do because it can mess mess the children up their minds, you know, and be a detrimental thing for them. Like in my case, my my daughter said it's time to go. And how do you mm-hmm. do? How do you deal with that? You know, when you're when you're so, you know, like this is family, family. No, divorce is not, a, not even an option, you know, if we're going to stay together for the kids. You know, I can suck it up and I'll be okay. But then when the kids say, okay, they're done, you have to make a move. You know, you have to do something because it's affecting them, you know. And so I think it's just, like you said, we have to figure out beforehand, before we get married, you know, who – what is this person? You know, what are, what are their true values? What are their true things that they believe in? You know, will this be better to, to outlast? You know till till we die, you know because there the the detriment of it is it's it's hard but but it's doable, you know, and I know with you being in finance that you know it, it's 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 about the money, but sometimes the money is not as important as as your 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 mind being whole and healthy I agree. you know what i mean oh, no. So, I agree. Yeah. And and, and I, I, yeah, I mean I walked away I from a whole lot. You know, but, yeah, maybe but I, maybe I but I, I feel to, so much wholer. More whole.
1: Yeah, you maybe know? I should maybe I should I and I'm not and I please I hope anybody doesn't take what I'm saying as conversational yeah. or shame level like that. And I'm not saying just you but anybody. Because I thought about that mm-hmm. earlier. I don't want anybody to think like that. I just think that we need to because again, I'm 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 divorced, so it's just a matter yeah. of of being holistic in the way that we think about it, so
5: yes, definitely, definitely. You know, definitely.
1: Yeah. So thank you for reminding me for saying to, to say that. So, but yeah, um, oh no, you're fine. I also think you know, like to Q's point earlier, you do see a difference in uh, in how you know in in certain thought processes or you know things when when in most instances when the person comes from a two-family home versus a, a one-family home. A one-person home, mm-hmm. excuse me. Uh, and so I think that's something that you, we definitely have to, again, pay attention to when we make decisions. Key, what are some of the things that you saw when you said you see differences on one of those? When I see what? Say it one more
3: time.
1: You said you see differences in the way, like, the that kids are when they come from. Okay. Yeah. Um,
3: the way that, I don't know. I'm not ever. I don't want to group all kids together or anything like that because every child is different. Every situation is different. However, I've noticed that if children who grow up in two-parent households often have a different level of there's a different level of balance that happens. Um, I and it's hard to say this without sounding like judgmental, but this has just been my experience. Children who often have that back and forth lifestyle between two parents are more willing to manipulate do that back-and-forth style in different situations. They transfer that um, instability that a lot of newly divorced situations have, and young kids can sometimes take a while to adjust to that. So for a while it feels unstable for them, and they act out in that regard. So for me, I've seen it where they're, they take advantage of that because they don't really know where they fall into that. So having that Mm -hmm. manipulate provides them a little bit of control in a situation that's for adults. So they get to do it in the kid way, and that's not always healthy. And as you develop Mm -hmm. that way of your attention, finding some way of controlling the situation, that creates teenagers who are manipulative, look for ways to figure out control situations, and then you have a different level of um, communication that happens because it's not a unified front. There's no level of real um, discipline that has to happen because it's different in different houses. There's how are you really mm-hmm. kept keeping up with the, you know, the, the consistency of it? There's a, lot of, there's a lot of attention that has to be given to a, a solid co-parenting situation to make sure that the kids mm-hmm. come out okay, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I was raised. my parents were divorced. My, my mom and dad um, divorced when I was really young, and my mom remarried when I was eight, I want to say, 90.
1: Ooh,
3: I'm not even going to lie. they have been married 20-some-odd-plus years, okay? <laughs> so that, you know, they, but in the beginning of that, that was a very difficult situation for my 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 birth parents. And it then became a very difficult situation for my brother and I. So as we've gotten older, they provided stability for us, but I can't lie. Going back, those issues, there, there are still some things that we had to adjust to being children with two sets of parents, two different things. You know, it's, it's different. So it does affect how you process relationships from childhood to adulthood. And you see it. We see it like the rest Like we, see it. it happens. Yeah. Our relationships, our experiences are molded for sure by that, and it starts in the baby. Yeah. Orlando has yeah. a comment. Well, this, this,
1: is it, Do you all Ebony. think that it also? Um, you a comment. I'm sorry. Go
3: ahead. Yeah, I did real quick. Um, Ebony was saying that, yes, she has seen the effects of divorce, although she has not been married. Um, she says that her mom had her mom divorced her baby brother's father, and she experienced the the child support and co parenting situations. Um, Orlando mm-hmm. says strong familial bonds and harmonious households are the optimal way for uh, optimal way. Uh, for survive, to survive and raise families. Since the '60s, the paradigm has shifted to elevate and normalize non-traditional ways to do so. Like many things and great ideas and intentions, we humans tend to take things too far in one direction or another. <laughs> another thing is that many of us were bombarded with images of what being married is supposed to be versus what it is and it takes to sustain. That leads to disillusionment and resentment towards the institution. Totally agree. Totally agree. I agree with that. We do too much sometimes when it's really not
1: hard. Go ahead, man. You were having you had a comment. I agree. Oh, I was going to say. I wonder. I also think that one of the things um, that has that I think that also plays a part in it is it, that makes it difficult for us to build as a community. And I think that because when relationships, when our relationships go bad, that it causes us to be um, disinterested or not as easily. Um what's the word I want to use that we're not more inclined to want to help one another in other areas as well. So we're pretty you know dismissive of one another we're very not trusting of one another because in the back of our minds that missing peace or that distrust or that hurt that came from that bad relationship still comes with us and and now you're asking me to build with somebody who I don't trust or, you're asking you to build at a time when I don't trust people, so I think that 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 on into those other relationships. Well, so, I mean, and what and thoughts? I think
0: that's why it's so important for for parents to not force children to go into therapy, but at least one session to talk to, have them talk to someone, because there's so much that that goes on in their minds. They can they can tend to to take that with them into adulthood if it's not, you know, reprocessed or, or, you know, changed around. um, mm-hmm. So with my, like with my kids, I didn't, I asked in the beginning and then I just told them, you know, you're going, you know, my son went for about ten, 10 sessions and then my daughter went for two, you know, she was fine, but they were glad that they went, you know, that they were kind of, you know, nudged to go because you need somebody that's going to be there that can help you process what you're thinking and, you know, let you see, reframe your thoughts, you know, to see that you're not mm-hmm. crazy, you know, because
5: mm-hmm.
0: you can have mom, you can have dad, but you don't want, they don't want to pick sides. And they talk to one that makes it like they're, 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 you know, they're alienating the other parents. So they need somebody to talk to, not saying they're crazy, not saying they have a mental issue. They just need a safe place where they can vent, you know, and, and see how they really feel about what's yep. going on.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. I
5: can't
3: no, I was saying I agree. We don't um we don't talk about therapy a lot. And I think a lot no. of the reason for that when we get ready when divorces and things happen is because there's so much disappointment or um frustration that is surrounded with the separation. We just want to get it done.
4: And yes. when
3: you're a parent you have to think differently.
4: Um as yes. far as
3: what really constitutes done. <laughs> Um yeah, because yeah. those things come back afterwards. And it might take you a little bit more, it might take some silent dinners, some storm offs and slamming doors, you know, some tough mm-hmm. conversations to get through that part. But I think that's necessary because your kids have to know that their voices don't go when dad goes. Or when exactly. we go here, I don't get to I don't have to stifle for fear of hurting mom's feelings because I'm hurting because I you know, like you have to allow emotions to happen and everyone in the home to feel safe in yep. how they feel. And um, yeah. we don't do that. We, I, I can say black families don't, in the past, we have not allowed each other to feel. Um, and yep. that's, that's feeling that. And we got it. Oh, yep. Orlando said it's for white forward. people. Do. That's exactly what we've done. And that's not, that's not helpful.
0: Yeah, exactly. We can do better.
1: <clears throat> All right, we're out of time. That went by real quick. That was good. <laughs>
2: that
1: went by real quick. Oh, man, that was good. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go ahead and jump to our next song. Uh, this is another new song. Um, and after this, we've got Hot Topic, so you definitely don't want to go anywhere. Um, but this next song, again, was the new one is called Ready Rock. By Jet Black and T-Dog So we'll be right back with Hot Topic Right after this song On the Scoop Radio Show
0: Did you, did you body roll a little bit, Teresa? <laughs> See, actually, I did with my daughter. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I, know, hey, how I know you.
1: I know you, how you know? I know you body roll. I know you body roll a little bit. Oh Come yeah. On, now. No, I- <laughs> look, lose yeah, control. Yeah, yeah. Lose control takes me back to my my uh, my un my unsaved days. So I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and I like this, that when that was ready rock again by uh Jet Black and T Dog. So that was new music as well. So all right, y'all, y'all know what time it is. It is
2: time
1: for Hot Topic, and Hot Topic is brought to you by Kirby Kitten, where self reflection is perfection. If you're looking for the best in the uh, ladies uh, clothes with um, for all sizes then you need to go to curvykittens.com or go to walkwayout.com and get your curvy kitten clothing Today All right, so tonight's hot topic um, I'm glad I got both of y'all here cuz <laughs> no we don't get into, I got I got some I got some beef on this. one So the, the the tonight's hot topic question is it says a man has to love his woman more than she loves him for the relationship to work. I'm going to read it again. A man has to love his woman more than uh, she loves him for the relationship to work. I need to know where does this foolishness come from because this makes no sense to me. So y'all go ahead. Y'all tell me what's up. (laughs)
3: I I, I don't mind um, because I shared my thoughts on this yesterday. I don't agree with this, um, although I see where it comes from um, and Latasha did a brilliant job explaining it via her video, so uh, definitely check that out. uh, But I do not think it totally applies to today. Um, I just don't. I think it it comes from a time, for me, I think that this premise was more economic based. Um, it was it was almost required that we be chosen so that we could have a life. <laughs> so, um <laughs> if he left to we'll look for it and, you know, the chicks around the block that was a benefit. So coming up I could see where Big Mama and Mama was trying to get their babies taken care of. So that was the thing that they told them. And um you know, I see why it happened. I just don't agree with it. It's not going to be what I'm teaching my babies, my son, or my my daughters. Um, I, I think we we don't marry and love the same way that we did back then. Now, if that's positive or negative, it's still up for debate, depending upon who you talk to. That could be a good or bad thing, but it's different. And I don't. I while I get it, I
0: don't get with it. If that makes sense. First of what you said. I mean, I, when I first read it, I, I'll be honest, I thought, oh, Lord, here we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because, know, it's I read this. Right you know, I'm not going to it, so comment. I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to comment on this. <laughs> I didn't either. I didn't either. I was like, wow, okay, here we go. Let's just shoot everybody up because this is what's going to happen, you know. But mm-hmm. I, I I think it's, I don't think it's, for our time today, it can't be one-sided. And that's the issue. That's what everybody's getting hung up on, you know, that yeah. the man needs to do this, the man needs to do that. I get, you know, the man is supposed to be the visionary for the home, but we're a team, too, to walk out that, that vision, you know. I'm supposed to help you get to where we're getting to, getting to as a family. And what that meme is saying that it's all about the man, you know, once he, you know, if he loves me, you know, more than I love him, we're good that that puts too many eggs into somebody else's hands, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I choose to carry my eggs too, you know, because it, it's, me, it's my marriage too, it's not just his. So yep. I, I have to realize that I have a responsibility too, it's not just all on him. And mm-hmm. I think that's where we're kind of stuck, you know, yep. today. It's like some people want, you know, they want that meme in certain senses, but then they want something totally opposite on the other end. But you can't have it both ways. There has to be Give and take on both ends, on both sides. It can't just be one person giving everything and one person receiving everything, and one it has to be you know giving and receiving, you know, and that's where we get messed up because people think that you know well, I'm the head and I'm going to do whatever whatever I say goes. Okay, well who am I? You know why why am I here if 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 I can't you know have some say so of what's going on, you know like like she said I think it, it, it is a 1960 or so meme, you know. Mm-hmm. And I and I I do value marriage. I do know the man. You know the final decision comes to him, and he has to deal with God later on about it. But I think there has to be some input from the woman also. You know, and we have to own our our part of the marriage too, and part of loving our husband. You know, it's not just on them to love us. You know, crazy. It's it's hard for
1: me to. It's real hard for me to say something back to such good answers. I don't even and, know how to. What? Whatever, I mean, you know this is me. I was, I was no faking the to, I was looking for one of y'all to say something, but I listen, y'all. I agree. Here, here is what I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. I think that <laughs> I get why that. I yeah, I agree. I get why that was taught. Um, but I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna echo what you, what you both just said, and that is. Listen, we're, we're a partnership, and I think part of the yeah. difficulties in figuring out what a partnership looks like is because most of us don't ever – don't know what a partnership looks like. Like, I mean, in what area yeah. of our lives do we ever really experience true partnerships? So we have yeah. been sold, um, and I'm gonna, I, I'll am i take – we'll take some blame for this. We've been sold in part by the church, in part by yeah. you know, what we saw, that, that as a man – um, our role was dominant, and again, and I think that in some areas of the relationship it is dominant. Mm-hmm. But I also think that yeah. in some areas of the relationship it's not dominant. That we're our leadership is not defined uh, by giving orders, but it's about, like you said, a setting vision, exactly. about being being security, about making sure you know that we're we're present. Um, and so yeah. I, I agree. I, I agree with both of you, but here's here is I think the problem is, is that the three of us think like that, but what yeah. is the percentage of our culture that thinks like we do? Think like we think? Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Like two two not percent not probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not a
3: lot. Now looking at the topic, there you know we posed this in the in the the group, and while there were some. There were some different variations on this. While we tend to agree on our thought process, there were some others that quite a few of the ladies happen to agree with that in the group um, that may not necessarily align with what we said. Um, Nisi said that she, she says, I see it as if he loves her more, he will do anything in his power not to lose her. He will not think there is someone better than her, and it's not a measure of love like most of you men are thinking. It's figuratively speaking. Women will love regardless. Women will... Regardless, men will not unless they really love and adore you.
1: Um, I so thought that not, was. I, mean, I think I think that statement is misleading too, because I mean, you're. Yeah. I don't think that men love any differently than women. I think the difference is, is that men are. I think that when it comes to relationships, that men process like men are not. We're not. Um, It's not ingrained in us. I don't know if it's good or bad to continue to go Mm -hmm. to places that cause us pain. And I think that if a relationship gets tougher, it's tougher, whether it be tougher, I think we're more inclined. We were historically were inclined, more inclined to talk to walk away. But now I don't think that's true. I think at this point, it, the onus, the onus is on on both of us because now women are like, hey, listen, I don't have to be here. I, you know, I can be bad by myself and all that kind of stuff. So now it's like, I <laughs> think, I think it's, I think it's, on, I think it's both of us. I seriously, I That's think it's it. on both of us to say, at this point, neither of us has have, have have mastered the art of sticking with it for the sake because because we'll get through it or learning to get through it or learning to work through it. I don't think any, either of us, either side of this has figured figured that out anymore. I would have used to say that women are but then I would have argued that most women historically have done that because again if the man was the major money winner that there was a mm-hmm. part of that, that that helped you stay made you stay. If you didn't want to yeah. you know you didn't know what to do. You didn't know how to make money. You didn't know how to take care of yourself. So you said I'll just I'll just take it. Where well, now that that's not a Anymore, y'all quick to pull the
0: trigger. Um, <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I, I struggled. I'll be, I'll be. I'm myself as an I struggled. I didn't even see. I thought I was stuck for life, you know, in, in 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 prison, you know. But I realized that this was not this was not a healthy relationship, you know that. No, he didn't physically beat me, but everything else, you know, it was emotional. Emotional, it was mental, and that can be worse, you know. But I think just by the way I grew up, seeing my parents, that I didn't want to just give up, you know. And I kept, you know, making excuses. Let me, let me see if I can fix this, you know.
5: Mm-hmm. Let's
0: talk about it. Let's do this. Let's do that. It wasn't one of those let's go because if, if if it was a let's go, I would have been gone, probably year four. I mean, you know, and there was seventeen years of it. You know, so it, it's not so quick to pull the trigger. It's it's is it something that that can be that's fixable? You know what I mean? I think it's a mindset. Do you, do you see that? Do you think that you can fix this? Do you think that that this is fixable? Is it detrimental to my my health? My well-being, and if it's not, then it's time to go. You know, abuse. They say you leave seven times before you before you, you before you finally you know leave for real and not come back. But I think we we do see a lot of people that that say, "Well, I'll just leave," but I don't think that that's what they really want to do. You know what I mean? They've been hurt, and so I think they try to stay. But after after the first one, they're kind of like done. You know, let me let me just figure it out. I'm 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 gonna do bad by myself. You know, mm-hmm. so I th- I think we just have to realize that it's. I don't think it's. The percentage is probably low still for the ones that will stick it out, like you said. But mm-hmm. but there are people that 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 try. You know, that try to stay. They sure. they want it to work. So mm-hmm. it's just a number. So oh, we got to call. We call it. Hold on one second.
1: Hello caller 4644
4: You are on the air live What's your question or comment? You know to your topic of your Of your discussion Is divorce the downfall Now the one thing that you You know we hear so many You hear stories about The the, A lack of marriage within This particular ethnic group that you're talking about But in order to divorce You would have to have been married Right? Mhm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that there is part of the mm-hmm. equation that's left out. I was looking at a marital status chart on black demographic. It says that uh, African Americans, twenty nine percent are married, twelve percent are divorced, four percent separated, and six percent widows. So that means you twenty nine, thirty one, forty one, forty five, fifty one percent have. Uh, Participated In marriage Then you got 50% never married I don't think that's too bad Do you?
1: So you think You're saying that you don't think it's bad That 50% of the 50% have been divorced
4: No It's not 50% It's 12% that's divorced of the fifty oh, percent. So,
1: well, I'm sorry, the national average is fifty. Okay, so twelve percent
4: of fifty percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Before you can divorce, you would have to have been married. Now, the question is: is why are people divorcing? And of course, that could be a whole plethora of uh, reasons. But in many times, I would imagine it's due to some economic uh, standing that's going on within that particular uh, family. Mm -hmm. What's your opinion? What do you think about that?
1: Uh, What's the question again? I'm
4: sorry. Yeah, I say, what do you think about that? Uh, You know, you have to ask the question, what is the reason behind divorces? And as I said before, it's probably a whole gamut of reasons, but I think it's probably one of the most outstanding is uh, it comes down to economics. And... uh, the breadwinner who's bringing in Well quite naturally nowadays it takes two But uh, or is, is there Enough income coming in in order to Satisfy uh, what it Takes in order to sustain that household
1: Okay so your question is What do I think the factor is of okay, oh, divorce So the, my My um, my mm-hmm. thought on that is, is, is I, always, I tie it down to division So I think ultimately What divorce is is that two people Decide that they no longer want to walk together in the same direction, and so they both go their separate ways. So whether it be financial, whether it be a lack of trust, whether it be a lack of, you know, sexual need, I think it all boils down to we no longer see this. We no longer want to make the choice to be, have the same vision. So you choose to see out of your own eyes and walk your own path, and I'm going to walk my own path and so we go our separate ways. And whatever that looks like, um, in terms of you
4: know separating assets, mm-hmm. and everything else. now I'm gonna add this and I'm gonna go uh, at 12 percent when we talk about African American under the all category. Uh, all the U.S. is on 11 percent, so that's not too too far off the general population. So what's happening in the general population is evenly spread through you know through all the United States, which includes African Americans but what is high is never married which is at 50% and all of the US is only 34%. So anyway, I'll let you guys you, continue. Thanks for the opportunity. Can you
1: can, can you do me a favor and email me those statistics cuz I've never seen that. I'd like to I'd like to see It's on
4: the uh, it's on Black Demographics website. Okay. I mean, households marriages. you know, Black Demographics has uh, some pretty thorough and intriguing information.
1: Awesome, thank you, I appreciate it I'm going to look that
4: up Alright, thanks for the program
1: No problem, thank you Okay, got it Alright um, Got it So mm-hmm. Alright all so right. oh. Go ahead,
3: <laughs> No, I was going to say uh, Redirecting back to uh, Hot Topic Because we've got a little bit of time left uh, to go ahead and cover that I I had a couple topics i mean, sorry, a couple comments come through While uh, our caller was talking And I was trying to keep up um, <clears throat> um, Orlando says that men Often have a lot Men a lot of the times have a different way of expressing love And I agree with that And he says um, So we often have to do a little bit more To express that love and I said yes, uh, because often we can be totally loving each other and totally missing each other because we're not expressing it in the way that we think it should be, which kind of confuses, in my mind, when I try and rationalize this, it makes me think that when we say he has to love us more for to work, it's a display of love, that I need you mm-hmm. to show me the X amount of way that this is how you love me more than everyone else. So if, if whomever it is knows how to brighten shiny thing you to make you feel as though you're being loved in the right way, and there's never any anything beyond that surface, that can become a problem. So, I, and I think that's kind of what the fellas had an issue with. Like, dude, like there's a whole other that's part of. There was a lot of things that the fellas had an issue with on this. <laughs> but
5: that's yeah. that you know
3: what.
1: That's for once, for once, I feel them because I think I think it gets old and i and i know this is what you know not what you're saying but i think that it gets old having the the response this responsibility all of all the responsibility put it on you but then also told that you can't not but you want to you know like if it's only cool fine i'll handle it but then oh now now you gotta it's, it's just weird it's a weird i keep telling it's a weird time to be a man and and it's you know, not all bad, but at the same time, it's just weird. Like, wait, so I can't, I, I told somebody, other, I said, wait, I, I told somebody, and I'm going to tell you how this be going to move on. The other day, I was walking, um, who was I? Oh, I was um, in class or something, and I saw two ladies picking up a table and moving the table. Oh, I was walking home. And I saw these two ladies carrying this pretty heavy desk or something out of the house. And as I'm walking by in my mind for the first time I thought, Am I supposed to help him or am I not? <laughs> See
0: <laughs> Wow. Wow. You know what
1: I mean? Like I thought, Am I supposed to help him? Because normally I'd have been and I looked and I looked to my right and there was an older gentleman who was standing there watching and I'm like, Why is he standing there watching? And I was like, Am I am I supposed to help him? And so <laughs> I literally walked. I don't know I didn't know these people. So I walked right on past them. <laughs> and kept going about my business. And finally, mm-hmm. as I walked, I stopped, I said, and I turned and I looked and I said, Can I help you? Can I carry that, for, you know, help you? And she was like, Sure, that's fine. And so I went over and helped her. And I said, My mother would be really disappointed if I, you know, if I saw a, a, a lady carrying something and didn't. But in my
0: mind, man, I help thought,
1: me. <laughs> I thought in my mind, <laughs> that, is the, that is the type of things that we're try, We're having to question. And, again, and I'm not saying that the thing that it's not good that we're ha, not having to answer some questions. I'm just saying that I think that as a man, you got to understand that those types of things that we've never had to think about before are now being, yeah. called, well, being called the question to think about.
0: And, and it's sad. And, and, yeah.
1: And let me be honest. It's I sad. I don't necessarily think those are all issues. That are germane to our community To but at the same Mm -hmm. time There are other issues When it comes to especially questions like this Where it's like wait a minute You're putting this all on me As as if you have no Like we said earlier like you have no responsibility In why our relationship Is terrible Like I ain't make this by myself
0: Yep That's true (sighs) Ah. I think we're cutting so our own way
1: So let me, yeah, so let me, some of these comments are actually pretty interesting. Um, I do think, um, Q, you had a really good one on here. Natasha said, regardless of whether it made sense or not, women trusted their elders, no harm, no foul. Uh, why wouldn't we have believed the advice of our matriarchs? Now, as adults, um, understanding that a one-sided love is not good for two people, women can work on adjusting that line of thinking. And I actually I agree with that. And I I'm say I appreciate that, that that type of thinking. I think we're all trying to figure it out. To be honest. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. I think we're all trying to figure there it out is,
3: there's be- a textbook to this. There's
1: just it's just not uh-uh. there
3: lines. Right. You can follow, you know, you can you can model somewhat, you know, different pieces of you know, awesome relationships, you know, the team black love and all that. But when it really comes down to it, that it is it, specific, and I think that's why
2: mm-hmm.
3: one, our our posts can often go so left, and two, why we don't get more of a in depth conversation from some people mm-hmm. because I'm not the average person is not going to debate the my specifics with someone who never gets to speak to those specifics. So yeah, we mm-hmm. have to have type of conversation so that we can start to figure out why we feel the way we feel and not necessarily condemn one way of thinking towards the other, but instead try yeah. to figure out the that. Because if we don't know, there's no way of knowing. If no one ever told me the way I'm thinking about it might need some tweaking, I would have mm-hmm. always went about not knowing that I was thinking that there could be a level up there. There's always yep. room. like, I why we're so so Against leveling up our process, we are so stuck in how we've been taught that bringing in something new becomes a fight, and we got. Yeah. There's so and much it's, more it's, to learn
0: from. It's fear.
3: And little mama, like there's there's some room in between to 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 come together there. So.
0: yeah. definitely. Yeah. What, were you, what were you saying, Teresa? It's just fear, fear of the unknown, fear of change. Yeah. You know. But but it, it but it's it's shown as you know condescending. I'm gonna you know berate you because of the way you think. You know you're not worthy of me, whatever, whatever. When it's 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 not it shouldn't be bashing. Just say I, I don't know what's going on. I don't I don't know how how to do this differently. And it, it's kind of it's kind of scary. You know we don't want to say that we're scared or we're afraid of something. We just rather bash. You know instead of you know owning up to the or, fact you know, that we don't know. We don't know how to do it well,
1: differently. We don't, know how to say, well, we don't know how to say, I've never experienced what it's like to, I don't think I've ever experienced yeah. what it's like to do love. Like, exactly. Because okay you like, feel like there's something wrong with you. I've that. I don't know if exactly. I've ever loved somebody properly. I don't know. Exactly. If, if you know, am I good, can I be, a, I don't know if I'm a good husband or I don't yeah. know. I don't think we're, it's that fear. Mm-hmm, the we're able able yep. to say that and still exactly. feel like okay I'm okay. But you gotta be okay with to say that to your if you Definitely. wanna be in a relationship with somebody.
0: Exactly. You gotta exactly You gotta be that Yeah. Be. Definitely. It's, it's so I'm so raw with myself now and so real with myself now. If I don't know something I'm I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's because if you want something different, you want something better, you have to do something that you've never done before. And exposing myself, you know, and being real, is something I've never done before. But I have no problem doing it now because I know what I want. You know what I mean? And I think once, once we get to that point where they, where, they want, where they want something so bad that they want to do something that, that they've never done, it'll be mind-boggling and mind-changing for them and life-changing. But they have to get to that point and be vulnerable. And know that being vulnerable is not being weak. You know, it's not being weak. It's just you're becoming something different. You're opening yourself up to something new. So, yeah. Hmm. All right. That was
5: good.
0: We got actually we got three
1: minutes. See what else you got? Yeah. That's all. <laughs> Bye, <everybody. laughs> doing real good tonight I've been rapping this I ain't yeah. using it. I'm doing good tonight <laughs> I'm so proud of so, Alright well we're going to Go ahead and go to This next song And maybe we'll give uh, Our five And so we'll give her A few more Two extra minutes So um, So this next song The last of our new Again new songs. This one is called Swipe By Lifestyle Again this is called Swipe By Lifestyle after this, we got Passion Talk with the Firestarter On this group radio show Oh my god, that is so creepy I know This one thing that the bird in
6: this thing, man I don't know how you need to talk about this, man I, Man, this ain't creepy, man You know what I'm talking about?
5: A lot of this shit, yeah
7: Okay, hey, throw some drop hey. shit. Dry. Hey. Hit by the gang, task force clip. They was doing a little Tuesday and Thursday thing. I had been up for two days, so I didn't know my day. Doing me, in the mob, to the cop. Four white boys, To um my cop. If you know me, you know I dip track star. They gotta run to make it a nigga like me see bars. Left us say, hey, do the thing in the stash. You gave up real fast, but he shot my black Hey Real ish, rest in peace to all the victims. They found a gun, but they just find it off my dinner. Talk to the lawyer to tell the judge start dismissing them. And if I gotta do some time, I want the minimum. CO's mad cause my letters smell like cinnamon. They gon' send at least a From a shoot. Free. All my cases, either guns or looting. Gotta witness to the words in my music. Huh. Get money and stay fly, looking yeah, at apps the movie. Hey. I wasn't chosen to this game, I was choosing. Until hey. they put me in the game, they was losing. Huh. Sister Jackie, rest in peace, and I'ma do it. Pay respect to show my honor to the Indian that influenced. My partner's three year old son caught a bullet. Mm. I got a three-year-old son that be finding bullets. Putting him in his fake guns, then he tries to shoot it. I'm a shooter, but it make me prove it. It's been proven. So what you been doing. My must be moving. If he was, you would be doing a, a nae in a club. All the pain I've been through, I feel like giving up.
5: Huh?
7: Shot a sucker, she was tired of living uh-huh. D.A. Jessica's kids and put up my the system mm-hmm. They mama miss him, I'm knowing she wishes she can kiss him mm-hmm. Police chipping, they tryna trying to lock me like a transmission mm-hmm. I, I'm on a mission, I'm trying to catch me another victim mm-hmm. My just set your b**** mess up if I tell her to sick 'em. Karma get you, better be harder to huh. tissue. Not in an army, but I play with military issues Bullets teach you, God ain't with you, huh. then families gon' huh. miss you Close casket official, from the worker of the pistol you just work with the people we call you, Stuart Little. You just a middleman runner, that's why your money little. The only time that you active is when you want a sizzle. You ain't spend no time with Amy selling that's a spizzle. Selling crack like Skittles baggies all over the flizzle. Only chef you ever been around with, hot <laughs> <for later. laughs>
3: All right, that was quite uh wait, no, let me not mess up this baby's name. That was white by lifestyle new music. Uh I actually kinda dug that. I, I dug that. I'm gonna look to it again uh on my on my off time to make sure I really dig it. But yeah, I like that. Um, so now it is time for the fire starter. Last week we had a little bit of uh technical difficulties. And we did not get a chance to get all of that light from the fire starter, but she has been so gracious to bless us again on this week uh, and come back and finish up her part two of her when it's hard. What is it? Things that are hard to do because you won't feel like it. Part two. Sorry. Um, I have butchered this intro because I am multitasking, and I apologize. You know I love you to life, and I'm just happy that you're here, honey. (laughs) Welcome to the show.
5: Jason, our very own fire
1: starter. How you doing, sugar? Uh oh. Are we? Are we? Not are we on? It's
3: not me this time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that was on the fire side of this time. No problem, baby. <laughs> I am here. love we going to get our life together. Do you understand?
2: It is
8: okay, <laughs> honey. Honey, no. So, um, my my boo cue, no worries at all because you know Winifred has had a multitude of times <laughs> of butchering the intro, so don't even
3: trip,
2: all <laughs> that. Okay, you are good.
8: Hello, Scoop Squad. Hello, is Kelly Cows in the house? I'm just hopping down so I don't know who all is in here. What's Hello. up, sweetie pie? How you doing?
2: Good. Hey, Winifred.
3: I'm well, good my love. Thank all. you. And hey, my cute boo. Okay, and what
8: to Scoop Nation. How we doing? I pray everybody okay. is well. You all, uh, um, I miss y'all first and foremost. Okay, so since I got you know a little bit of y'all brought me on a little early, I'm getting like ice cream for dessert or something. So, um, I guess <laughs> so. I have to get out. Say I miss y'all first and foremost, and I know you miss me too. No, you don't have to say yes. so. Um, <laughs> and also, and also. Um, I'm a little challenged. I might not sound like it right now, but my throat my throat is a little strange, you guys. So please bear with me. Um, somebody done passed me something that was not good, and you know how that goes. So, oh, people won't let me be great. I'm telling you. But anyway, um, we are going to keep it moving. So, okay, for those not familiar with me, I am Cicely Victoria. Owner and founder of Fashion International, my business tree is to help train and equip people to find their voice of identity so they can stop people-pleasing and be empowered, encourage confidence and communication. I'm a certified professional coach. I am a counselor as well. I'm the queen of empowerment, and I set people's lives on fire for a living, and that's why they call me the Firestarter. Welcome to Passion Talk, where we give you practical tools for everyday living so you can press into your personal power. Last time on Passion Talk, we discussed things that are hard to do because you won't feel like it, okay? So that was part one. So just to review real quick those three things that will be hard to do because you don't feel like it is to, number one, choose love. It's to, number two, have courage. And to, number three, take risks, okay? Choose love, have courage, and take risks. Okay, so now tonight is time for part two. Here we go. Number four, continuing on, okay, things that are hard to do because you won't feel like it, is be vulnerable. Be vulnerable, okay? So remember, we're always going to have a verb that precedes the principle, right, because it has to be functional. You got to walk it out. Now walk it out. That's one of my favorite songs, y'all. But anyway, um, not everyone (laughs) is invited into a vulnerable space with you, okay, or at least they shouldn't be, because being vulnerable means that you have to be open on purpose, right? So to be vulnerable, um, that's fire started the definition of vulnerability, being open on purpose. Vulnerability does not come easily because defenses have to be broken down in order for one to be vulnerable. You must realize that when you keep this vulnerability door closed, if you opt out of that, that you not only keep others from coming in, but you also are prohibiting yourself from getting out. Okay? Also, uh, there is um, a story I want to give in regard to this lack of vulnerability and how it may look in someone's life. So I had a, a recent client in a group program that confessed in so many words that he wouldn't be vulnerable for nothing, basically. So he didn't say this literally, but by The communication of his behavior, um, I learned clearly that he was not one that was comfortable with vulnerability. So just a brief synopsis of his life. This was a man in his 40s who had lived in the same type of neighborhood his whole life. He had never owned a car, okay, in 40s, nor did he ever desire to own one. He had never flown on a plane. Nor did he have any desire to fly on a plane, okay? <laughs> and he said he would never go on a cruise because he couldn't swim either, okay? Right? So to me, it was no surprise that he was also comfortable in taking this entry-level job at $11 an hour at his age, okay? And no shade to that if you need to, but I want you to get the concept, all right? It's not because nothing else was attainable for t- for him. It was because this was what he was comfortable in being contented with. So also, not only that, he had never gone through the process of getting his records expunged all the way from when he was a teenager. Mm. Now, you know that all of that time that he had elapsed, he could have taken the necessary repercussions because he was – confessing that it was, you know, money, money, money. Well don't tell me in thirty umpteen years um you couldn't have saved a few hundred dollars <laughs> in regard to getting this record expunged if it was a money issue. Okay? But it really wasn't that. It was a lack of commitment and it was a lack of vulnerability. And now he walked around wearing a whole lot of crutches. Okay, carrying a whole lot of crutches and badges that he has been contending with contended with and wearing as Badges of honor in his eyes, and and limitation in regard to what is suitable enough for him. So I wanted I want you to get that clear picture of that sort of contentedness that he had with his mediocrity, is what I call mm. it, and restricted lifestyle. It made me very sad for him. It made me very sad mm. for him. But he is a, a picture perfect. Um, identifier of someone who has not been vulnerable in his life. Not only that, he did confess to also walking in willful unforgiveness towards his brother that he's basically had his whole life despite his brother's effort to have a relationship with him. That was the saddest part. So, You know, it it hits so many dynamics, everyone. And so that was just a, a case in point, a case study as to how sad a life can become and how restricted a life can become when you don't open it up on purpose and give yourself a chance to live, I say, um, on purpose, you know, for, for yourself. So you won't start living until you allow yourself to feel on purpose, Pain and all So that was one of his restrictions But because he had shut down His opportunity to feel anything He didn't want to feel anything And so because he uh, uh, Restricted himself from feeling on purpose The pain and all Therefore he was not living as well uh, I want you to remember this That you have to be willing To not think your way out of a feeling okay, I want you to write that down You have oh. to be willing To not think your way out of a feeling right? Now, if you want to be loved passionately, another principle, then you have to be willing to love with that same level of passion. For someone as passionate as myself, It is a principle that I uphold and I live by, okay, and that uh, is communicated that if you want to be loved passionately, then you have to be willing to love with that same level of passion, all right? So all of that is surrounding be vulnerable. Those are just some principles for that. Number five, that was number four. Number five is give trust. Things that are hard to do because you won't feel like it is give trust. Give trust. As we know, trust is not a feeling. Okay, but you have to give it. I'll say that again. Trust is not a feeling. You have to give it. You need to commit to think the best of people unless they prove you otherwise. We've heard right the adage of living by the principle that people are um well, I admonish you to live by the principle people are innocent until proven guilty. A lot of people live by the principle, right? You're guilty until you prove me innocent. Until, you know, I look innocent, right? And that's a lack mentality. Mm. We have to give people a fighting chance, (laughs) okay? (laughs) So please, I want you to more so adapt the principle that people are innocent until they prove themselves guilty, all right? Um, Commit to think the best of people unless they prove otherwise. A lot of people don't trust others because Mm. they can't trust themselves, Okay, You need to know the, um, the, bare, the bare basics of the matter. A lot of people don't trust others because they can't trust themselves, and it is the truth. Therefore, you can't give anything you don't have. If you don't have trust for yourself, you won't be able to extend it to others. And that's really a bigger picture, okay, around trust issues that a lot of people don't like to address, all right? Mm-hmm. So you need to consider your own trustworthiness because it may be that you're just projecting and deflecting that which comes from your own life, and and it may have nothing to do with the other person, all right? I want you to just try that on for size, okay? Consider your own trustworthiness, because if you're having trust issues, you know, with others, then it may be just a projection or a deflection that's coming from your own life and may have nothing to do with another person. You have to be open to getting hurt. Yes, I said it. You have to be open to getting hurt because it's a part of life, and it's not the first time you've been hurt, and I guarantee that it won't be the last, okay? So you have to be open to getting hurt, okay? Please swallow that horse peel, all right? It's a part of life. And it's not the first time you've been hurt, and I guarantee that you will be hurt again. So please, no matter what you do, no matter what has harmed you, hurt you, what have you, stay committed to always giving trust, all right? Things hard to do because you won't feel like it. That's number five. Number six is stay strong. Stay strong. Staying strong is a determination and a persuasion of yourself that I can do it. Staying strong is a determination and a persuasion of yourself that I can do it. Many times you may not feel strong, okay? You simply have to determine that you are strong, and then you have to determine to stay there in that strength, all right? So I just uh, I let you guys know, and, you know, I'm transparent. Uh, as a fire starter, I got on and say, hey, I'm feeling challenged in my body, okay, but I'm strong. Right I don't bow out of things because I don't physically feel well. I press through. right so and and then uh, you communicate there uh, therein so that people know how to ebb and flow with you. All right? I think that's fair. okay, so and and that's just you know it, it's, it's sensible to do. It's not a hard thing to do. So you may not feel strong, but you simply have to determine that you are strong and then stay there, no matter how you feel. You need to convince yourself otherwise. Listen, strength is mostly a mental game. Strength is mostly a mental game, okay? So you need to remember that strength is mental. Strength is mental, okay? And if you keep it on that vantage point, what, hey, whatever your mind determines, okay, your body will follow. So you have to uh, master the strength of that mind instead. Things hard to do because you won't feel like it. Number seven. Is cultivate faith or grow your faith, okay? Cultivate faith or grow your faith. Faith is something, again, that's not a feeling. But when it's cultivated, okay, but uh, faith is cultivated um, by the Word of God for one, for the believer, or whatever other means you use to grow in faith. Another way to grow in faith in coaching, we use a principle to always act as if, right? So you act as if you have the end results before it comes. You act as if it's called visioning as well in coaching, okay? So you see the end goal. You see the big picture. I'm a visionary, so typically I see the end before a beginning, and then I do a lot of reverse engineering. So you do that, and then you act as if, you, you have the end goal, okay, or you can attain the end goal. This is cultivating your faith and growing your faith. Assume the position as if it belongs to you already. This is, how you, this is how you act as if. Assume the position as if it belongs to you already. Again, that's very mental. When you posture yourself as such, okay, it promotes the confidence that faith needs to get an unseen job done. Please hear that. All right, let me say that again. When you posture yourself as if something belongs to you already, it promotes the confidence that faith needs, it requires to get an unseen job done. Remember, feelings are passive, okay, and they wait to be fed. This is the difference between faith and feelings. Feelings are passive and they wait to be fed. Feelings are selfish at best. Feelings want to feed on the faith of others who did the work. Hello? Feelings want to feed on the faith of others who did the work. Those who live according to feelings, (laughs) I'll say it again, (laughs) feelings want to feed on the faith of others who did the work. Mm. Those who live according to feelings, the firefighter says, are lazy. Because you don't want to work for the strength of the inner man to be a true champion. Those who live according to feelings are lazy because they don't want to work for the strength of the inner man to be a true champion. I want you to ask yourself the question, what have you done, top all caps, D-O-N-E, to engage the space that you want to experience in your life? Okay? Ask yourself the hard question, what have I done, not thought about, not prayed about, not wished about, <laughs> what have I done to engage the space that I want to experience in my life? Okay? So that is number seven, to cultivate faith or grow faith. Here's a bonus. The bonus Burn. is to choose to forgive. Choose to forgive. Listen, everyone, as all of the prior principles are, forgiveness is the same thing. It is not a feeling. Forgiveness is a decision. Forgiveness is a decision. Mm-hmm. Humans are inherently selfish. This is true. Humans are inherently selfish. We will always be. Therefore, you will never feel justified in giving something unsensible, okay, such as forgiveness, that many times factually another is not deserving of because they may truly have wronged you. So you see, this is why it has to be a decision because your feelings will not sensibly reason that that other person deserves that or you owe that. And more than likely, factually, you probably don't because you have been wrong. That's why you have to trump beyond the feeling zone and go into the decision zone coupled with faith Okay, so don't forget all of these principles work together so that you can uh, preserve your relationship or whatever it is that you're aiming for. One of my favorite definitions of forgiveness, oh, I love this one, you guys, is to grant a pardon or to relieve another of their offense. To grant a pardon or to relieve another of their offense. Because, listen, We don't consider a lot of times when we're hurt, when we're harmed, okay, that everyone who may have hurt you in an instance may not have done it with malicious intent, okay? You know, things can get heated and they can be said in the the heat of a matter, right? We talk about that. And you know people can get flip at the tongue, flip at the lip, right? And then say something out of context, out of character, or maybe very much in character, depending on the person. But nevertheless, um, and say something that hurts you, okay? But do know that if it's not in their character, right? You have to have the grace there to pardon them, because in that instance, that person is that much more in turmoil and in torment because they have hurt you than the actual offense that take place. That took place. Are you tracking? You have to not allow someone to wear the stain of guilt, okay, and condemnation. And you basically, you want to stick it to them hard, right, because they've hurt you. If you know that they are good to you, good for you, relieve them of their offense, allow them to breathe again. In other words, they didn't mean to hurt you. And they may not know how to come to you to even apologize, right, but they may have uh, built a cloak of their own self-condemnation. So you, some, uh, in a lot of ways, have to be the bigger person, which I know is hard to do, especially when someone else has hurt you and it seemed intentional. But you have to be able to go to them and say, you know what, I know you didn't mean that. I know you said some things, but I know you better than that, okay? We both said some things we didn't mean. Let's let's get a clean slate here, all right? Let's just forget it, and let's move on. That is as powerful as any other form of forgiveness, okay? And it opens the door. There's vulnerability again. It opens the door for pardon and for others to relieve each other of the offenses that they really didn't mean when they didn't mean to intentionally maliciously hurt you, okay? So please remember that. Now, all of these are for those who have made a decisive dedication decision to not be caught up in the feelings realm and to mature beyond that space of greater stability. Okay, so here's your life work, okay? You know, when we got meaty stuff like this, Firestar is going to give you life work, yeah? So to be vulnerable, okay, your life work. I want you to do something in the next week or two that is totally outside of your comfort zone or preference, big or small, it can be with food, right, trying to, trying to new food, exotic food or whatever, be, you know, more explorative, whatever. It could be an activity. It could be relational. It could be business habits, hobbies, patterns, et cetera. Just do something in the next week or two that is totally outside of your comfort zone or preference, big or small, and it will help you to cultivate that space of vulnerability, okay? Number two, forgiving trust in a very intentional way. I want you to give someone or something more trust than you have ever extended before. Okay? This is your life work for giving trust. In a very intentional way, I want you to give someone or something more trust than you have ever extended before. All right? In faith. Just do it. Number three, for staying strong, you need to reinforce your mental strength capacity to believe in yourself and become strong or to be determined to stay strong. Okay, if you've weakened your hold somewhat, if you've kind of relaxed, you know, your posture, if you have doubted yourself, okay, in recent past, I want you to revisit your dreams. I want you to revisit your goals, your visions, and your commitment, okay, and breathe on them again and be refreshed and strengthen your mental capacity. To cultivate your, and grow your faith, begin to adopt the as-if principle, to act as-if principle, Cultivate new or renewed habits for where it is that you're going or that you desire to go, okay? You have to live there before you live there, right? You got to become it before you behold it, okay? So this is how we cultivate and grow our faith. I want you to become it before you behold it. Adopt the act-as-if principle. It's a powerful principle, and I know it will work for you. Lastly, to choose forgiveness. This is an exercise I have my clients produce and it's really powerful exercise. It's called a forgiveness letter. I want you to write a forgiveness letter, each and every one of you, for a person, dead or alive, that um, you can write to in three different ways. You can write this letter. Write it to yourself for self-forgiveness, for mistakes that you've made that have been hard for you to forgive yourself of. I want you, Or you can write it towards another to ask forgiveness of them because you have caused harm to them. Or thirdly, you can extend forgiveness for one who has caused harm to you. And if they are alive, you may want to take it one step further and share it with that person, okay? I want you to address the one that is most present with you, the one that weighs on you the most, and you you know very well which one that is for the forgiveness letter. So there we have it, you guys. We have work to do. This is our Passion Talk for this evening. Was that
3: good? Questions, comments or concerns. Um, um, I That was amazing my comment. But <laughs> Ebony mm-hmm. also has a comment. Huh? Go Real ahead, quick. you will Okay, she might you might follow up with her offline because I just looked at time. But Ebony wants to know what if it is on purpose. They're purposely being malicious and some if there's something wrong with them. Um it's what she's wanting yeah. to do when it comes to forgiveness.
8: Absolutely. When it comes to forgiveness, if you, if you see that that's a pattern with that certain individual, then you have to uh, be smart, choose wisdom, right, uh-huh. and make sure that you are safeguarding your soul. So don't be a fool, in other words, okay? Yeah. If, it's, if it, you see it's a pattern with someone and you've communicated, let me add that caveat, because you can't um, pretend that they're psychic, okay, that they should know better. So you need to communicate, all right, if this is a problem, For you, but after you've done that, and they continue to follow in that pattern, then you need to distance yourself accordingly until they know how to act right. Co-signed. Let
3: me ask you. Mm -hmm. This is a good, good (laughs) follow-up.
8: Yeah. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Is that good, you guys? I know we're out of here, okay? But yeah. y'all not going to get me in That's trouble with Winifred. I love y'all. Until <laughs> next time, well, I want you to stay on purpose, stay in power, stay in passion, and stay on fire. Yeah, I love you Squad <laughs> and Soup Nation. Okay, until next time, I love you and
1: peace. <laughs> All right. That's good. We um, got two minutes. Go ahead and, uh, Teresa, go ahead and give your final thoughts.
0: Thank you for joining <laughs> I That's really appreciate the invitation. It was it was amazing. I loved it.
1: Definitely. Thank you for being here.
0: No problem.
1: Thank you for being here. Q
3: Um, I just again I wanted to thank Teresa again for joining us. I I super enjoyed this conversation and what you offered to us tonight. You sit right on in with the girl, you're about to come back. Um, <laughs> uh, <anytime>. <laughs> <Perspective>. <laughs> I do want to And I'm actually for real adding the link this time If you are interested in purchasing products From my line You can go to elegancebydesign.com um, Last week I shared with you all uh, Our first t-shirt that is now on the site We had our first pre-order go in And those orders should be delivering here Within the next couple of days Super excited about that If you want to get you one Get your mom and them one Everybody needs one The holidays <laughs> Graduations
1: are coming. So go ahead and hit me up and I'll get you and yours taken care of. Y'all have a really, really great week. Really great week. All right. I'm, all, I'm done with <laughs> All right. So I've uh, yeah, got, of course, it was on Wednesday. It's back tomorrow. Get your copy of Nouveau Exposure Magazine at org. If you haven't gone to the, um, liked our Instagram or Facebook page, you at today. Yeah. Teresa, thank you for being here. This is awesome. Thank you. Very awesome much. job. Always I appreciate everything that you do. I not even want to end this.
5: Then tell me why you're here. let have a good
1: week. If you could See
5: just leave it, I should just stand it while you're standing here. First, you say you're with me, and then you try to diss me. So I try to keep it low when you knock me to the floor because I don't want to cry. Tears. Would you believe this love is forever? Thank you. want to do, love? If you could just get it, would you just spend it? And I'm still standing here. First just say you're with me, and then you try to get me. So I try to keep it low, when you cut me to the floor, because I don't want to cry no tears. Would you believe this love is forever gone? And would you take it?